Let's get it in the can. What movie did we watch this, this week? This week we watched a Judd Apatow. Ever heard of him? Who? Comedy. Original. Called The Bubble. Just released uh, this week on Netflix. You want to do the out, yeah. hooking up, melting down. The cast and crew of a blockbuster action franchise attempt to shoot a sequel while quarantining at a posh hotel. You know, what is a podcast if it's not just, you know, a couple of guys trying to offer a distraction? Offer a distraction. Yeah. The importance of entertainment. You know, and, and you don't want them to forget about you. <laughs> and that's why I like podcasting. Welcome. This is a podcast. Podcast. 101. Well, because it's so meta. The movie's so damn meta. It so damn knows itself. It's the fourth wall. They break every wall. They build up new ones to break them down. Is yeah. that, at one point, does that hurt? I think this movie should have came out like a year ago. When a lot more of these things were funnier. It, it feels dated now, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, They're going through COVID um, policies. You know what I mean? They're showing people get tested. I don't know if they ever say COVID. They the, might skirt around that a little bit. The bubble... They say the bubble a lot. They say the virus. The virus, quarantine. They do say influenza. Yeah. I don't think they do say COVID. I, don't think, I think that was a choice. And if they do say, they don't say it much. I don't think I they mean? do, actually. Yeah. There probably was a choice. They don't want it. Which is hilarious because if that is a choice, it means that they're like, let's make this movie obviously about COVID, but let's never say the word COVID because we don't want to alienate the people who don't think it's real. Or just whatever. You're going to call it something and then there's implications about what the name you give yeah. Which name do you call it is somehow blaming some region of the world they don't want to do. This movie was originally called China Virus. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't the stream it. That's what I'm going to say. Don't stream it. I didn't like it. Uh, I have a lot of feelings about Judd Apatow and his history of film. Okay. Um, certain actors did decent jobs in this. Certain actors and actresses I didn't really care for in this. Interesting. But at the end of the day, two hours and six minutes of my life that I'll never get back. Well, I'll tell you right now off the bat, we are in complete disagreement about this film. Really? Oh, God, I love it. As we it. often are. I loved it. You loved it? Just, I like when I know that the actors are having a good time doing it. It's very funny you say that because that is something I didn't take Just notes. a bunch of A-list celebrities palling around, having a good time. And if, they, if I get to know that they're having fun, you know what? Guess what, Dennis? I'm having fun too. You're gonna make a great dad someday watching your kids I just around liked, on the soccer field. And I, I would never say that Judd Apatow's wife or daughter, it's like a nepotism thing. They're phenomenal actresses. The They're both great in it. Absolutely. Especially I had to look up Iris Apatow because and boy did I feel like a creep. <laughs> she, is, she is a hot commodity in this film. Really? And I did not realize that it was his daughter. All grown up. The girl that we've seen in like 40-year-old virgin. And, well, actually, I don't know if she was in that one. But she was in like grown-ups. Well, his other daughter is like even bigger. Also an actress. Of yeah, an bigger of actress. An actress yeah. yeah. Maybe this was his attempt to like help them out with their sibling rivalry. So I'm just saying, you know, it all it's all nice. You can tell all the cool kids came together and just had a good time. David Duchovny. It looked like a blast to yeah, film. Yeah. Uh, well, what's the key and peel? Which guy? Uh, Keegan-Michael Key. You know, they were just having a good time, palling around. Pascal, was that the guy's, the other yeah, guy's the name? Yeah, the Mandalorian was in this. So, you know, you see that. I just love Hollywood actors having a good time, you know, not full of themselves at all. And you know what? I think it could have been three hours. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Mike. <laughs> I think just let her rip. <laughs> Are you fucking with me? I was wondering how long I was going to go before you figured it out. Oh, you're... 
bullshitting right yes. now. Yes. Oh, my. Yes. Your dry sense of humor <laughs> knows no bounds. All right. Yeah. This is a Hollywood fucking jerk off session. It's a Hollywood. Jer- yeah. Okay. Thank God, dude. <laughs> You had me. You 100% had me. I was like, yo, Mike really liked this film? What kind of drugs was he on while watching this? Oh, my God. Don't get dude. me wrong. It's not like a really bad movie or anything. Fell asleep twice trying to get through it. I watched it in two separate hours. Yep, me I watched too. an hour last night, and I finished it this morning. And, yeah, I had uh, to break it up. Somehow I managed to keep the plot all up in the uh, the old head there. I ended up rewatching it again. So I've actually watched this probably two and a half times. Wow. I can't believe it. Well, it's number three in movies today, and it only came out like two days ago. Three they got a lot of big names. Uh, there are jokes in it. you know. Parts of it are funny. Like, yes. I'm not saying the whole thing is a waste, but like Hollywood jerk-off sesh is yeah. the perfect yeah. explanation for this. And that's what Dennis says, because Mike Tui, for the record, loved it. Mike Tui loved it. Love you, Jed. What's his name? <laughs> Judd Apatow. Love you, Judd. Do you remember the guy who used to make those hilarious films? I looked up his Wikipedia because I had a feeling this podcast would help if I knew one or two things about Mr. Apatow. Are you not that familiar with him? I just wanted to, you know, go over it again. Familiar? Well, yeah, because yeah, he's been around for since the 90s. And it seems that producing-wise, he's produced, like, the biggest comedies yes. in the world in the last 20 years. Other than, like, The Hangover. I forget that guy's name. He also did uh, Step Brothers, I believe. Okay. But, like, other than that kind of string of movies, yeah, Judd Apatow has been the big moneymaker guy in comedies. He was he was roommate with Sandler back in the day. Yes. Adam. Oh, that Adam Sandler. <coughs> I thought you meant the baseball player. <laughs> Pete Sandler of the <laughs> Orioles. Uh, yeah, he's definitely, he's in. He's inside Hollywood. He has been since a kid, right? He grew up on Long Island, whatever. The, the, everyone knows the story. Sick in the head. He wrote a book. Started he, doing stand-up. Interviewed, uh, all the these, interviewed all these huge comics yeah. uh, by saying he was a radio station DJ, but it was just like for his high school yeah, uh, little thing, little radio station or whatever. You know, you know, God bless. I don't know what, I don't know what, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk shit, but this movie just comes out. It's just this, that's what it is. It's all a bunch of... Hollywood, big time, big time people big time. having a good time. Uh, and it's a what is it? What's it called? It's inside Hollywood movie. You like, inside, yeah, they it's break it. You know, they're breaking down the fourth wall and it's a lot of production jokes. It's a lot of people on set jokes, you yeah. know, that type of stuff. And sometimes those movies, well, those movies aren't for everybody in general, you know, but it's this is very much just. Yeah, sometimes the, they can be good. I think that the cool kids, you know, the cool kids. Absolutely. And like this movie kind of ends with them saying, the movie stunk, but we made this documentary that was a big hit. I would have liked to have seen the mockumentary version of this production. Mm. Because if this were kind of like a... Um, what's the metal movie? The metal music movie? Spinal Tap. This uh-huh. is Spinal Tap. If they did something like that with yeah. this movie, I think it could have been hilarious. But it just stops being good too many times <laughs> in the film. Like, yeah. There's moments that completely... I don't... You could take me out of a comedy... You can take me out of a comedy. Things could be off the wall. But this woman gets her hand blown off, and they're all making, like, she's making silly jokes about it. There's got to be, there's got to be stakes. There's, I got to believe a little bit. It didn't really make a lot of sense. It didn't make sense. It felt like a bunch of scenes kind of strewn together. Fred Armisen? Yeah. I would, I'd just watch him for two hours on screen, just doing different scenes. I what? didn't even like him in this. And I'm, I'm a fan, generally. He saves... The second hour of the movie saves yeah. it. Without him, I mean, I know you wouldn't be able to get through it. It's just them and the dinosaurs or whatever bullshit storylines the girls have. Yeah. TikTok dancing. 
it got so I'm gonna call it meta or self-aware whatever whatever that is correct okay where it's like they literally went through a whole like probably a minute TikTok dance twice 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 letterbox TikTok on the screen the whole thing it's just like what are we doing what are we doing and the whole cast is about it it's not like anyone's like I don't want to do TikToks I'm a professionally trained actor they're all like which does kind of make sense that these older actors would just be like scrambling for any sort of a relevantness david duchovny it's so fun bud you're so fun you're on screen and i love every second of it he was good everyone i don't think anyone was per se bad in this movie except for maybe what's his name the mandalorian who is that guy the mandalorian uh he's just doing tons of drugs pascal yeah he was if anyone was weak i feel like the comedy relief that was supposed to be the comedy relief guy Uh i'm not sure what his name is yeah the indian dude right yeah he ends up running away yep and I could not have cared less. Couldn't have cared less. <laughs> I couldn't have cared I, less when Leslie Mann gets her hand blown off. And no. you're like, where is this going to lead? It didn't matter. And she just gets removed from the film entirely. Entirely. She's no Until longer. Until the very last scene. You oh, see that she's right. got her metal hand now. Oh, yeah. Like a little yeah. callback to the other guy's joke. Yeah, they had a, they had a good like, line about that. Again, if you're trying to make this movie that's so accurate to what people went through, because there were films in production that were like this, I'm sure. You know, right? Being isolated, small cast and crew. Did you hiccups. notice at one point they do the complaint where they say, "Well, the movie's too long." I they, didn't catch. There's that. a line where they go, "I mean, and what is it going to be? Two hours?" Right. You know, and then the kid, uh, the adopted kid, that's somehow old or whatever. There's a little every story. I don't like movies. They're too long. You know, so that they, but it was so self-aware. Mm-hmm. And then, like what you said at the end, where they're like, "Well, as long as we make the ending good." No one will care that we kind of completely lost the point of this. But the ending wasn't good, really, in the movie. I hated that last line with yeah. like Fred Armisen going, well, at least we tried to make a movie. And it's like, yeah. that's kind of funny, but it's so inside. It's so meta. You it's so it like, what is this? It's smug. Yes. It's like, we know what we're doing. It we're re- very aware of it ourselves. Re- it's reeks. Like, it reeks. It's, it's pretentious. Like, I don't care. Just make a funny movie without re- all these like... Reeks of pretension. Fucking breaking your arm to slap yourself on the back over how you handled COVID or something, you know? I mean, I don't do a lot of drugs, you know, or really any hard drugs like sure. they, they portray in this movie. Yeah. But there's a cocaine scene where everyone's doing mountains of cocaine, and I get that that's Hollywood, and I'm sure that that's somewhat accurate. Uh-huh. Why do their faces start changing? It, it started wigging me out. I mean, which I guess you're supposed to be like, well, you're getting crazy because yeah. you're on all these drugs. But is that like is that a stereotype of cocaine where you start thinking you're seeing someone else's face? It seemed like a weird choice to have their faces all get distorted over cocaine. I mean, they're also like popping pills. It seems like they're doing a bunch of drugs. Yeah, definitely. But it's still like, that's just not... Like David Duchovny, for instance, starts talking about when I was younger, I was very handsome. And his face is CGI to be younger yeah. for this five seconds, ten seconds that he's talking. Yeah. But I was just like, well, I don't know what the hell's going on here. Do you feel like cocaine use in films has gotten very like uh, nonchalant? Mm, I think it's been around. Yeah. I, think, I, I think that attitude towards it, especially in films, has been around. Yeah, when did Scarface come out? I mean, Scarface well, no, but was... That's, but even, I mean, especially Scarface, that's like a seedy drug underworld kind of thing. Whereas uh-huh. like... Even I think I saw on an episode of Dave recently, um, yeah, little Dicky show on uh-huh. FX. Like one of his friends is using coke, and it's not like uh, not that it's glorified, but they certainly don't like condemn it. Like most of the time, I feel like when coke gets brought up in films, it's like, oh, that's kind of crazy. That's a little too, you know. Nowadays, I feel like it's showing up as just like a standard thing. Yeah, I don't know if I. I, I think there's plenty of movies from 
earlier from a long time ago where they just casually doing blow or making fun of it. Yeah, I guess. But it always seemed like nefarious. Like they made a point to seem like this isn't a good idea. Sure. And now in like even in this movie, it's like the, the actors casually do blow and no one has like addiction issues or anything. Well, Pascal dies. He does. <laughs> well, he comes back to life. They get him back to life, but they they hit him with Narcan. They hit him with all One sorts of, of stuff. One of the funnier scenes too is them just trying to revive this guy. And the, it not so there's working. a I don't even know if he's British, but he has a British accent, and is he's he a white dude. Yes, he's got to be British with those teeth. So he's got a pretty good line where Pascal's lying on the ground. Presumably, his heart is stopped yeah. from drug use, dancing in a TikTok. Are you laughing yet? And he's dead. And this British guy goes, I don't know, maybe a homosexual, very dainty, uh-huh. and he just goes, uh, Does anyone know what time it is? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like he's 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 immediately just wants to keep drinking. He's like, can we announce this right. guy dead? Three twenty three a.m. Let's go, go raise, ra- a glass. raise a glass in his honor. Uh, pretty funny. I thought that's pretty pretty classy way to do it too. I, that's it's what very, are we gonna do? We're gonna go raise a glass right. in his honor. It's very funny. Yeah, that's a there's good, line. good moments in this film, but all together, I did not like it. No, of course not. Of course not. It, it was you know it's so it was. Hey guys, you want to come? On? Kate McKinnon with mm-hmm. uh, Gal. Uh, the the names they got for this movie, yeah. um, uh, Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill was in this. No, but the girl uh, Jedi was. Oh yeah, she had just like a tiny scene at the end, right? Well, she's the Peloton, not Peloton oh, instructor, and then she bangs or doesn't bang because he's on acid. Yeah, the Mandalorian. So like right. th- that's all you know. It, there's a listen. There's if you care about any of that, there's a lot of that Hollywood stuff. Like they make the uh, Apocalypse Now reference, and they yeah. kind of reference, it and it goes on forever. And the over the budget thing. It's Jurassic Park is written all over this. Sure, Jurassic Park, especially with the text and the film, you and know. the helicopter. Yeah, the whole thing. You know, it's. Uh, you know, so if you like, you know, there, yeah, there's tons of stuff. I mean, they definitely spent their time making it. He used to, like, Judd Apatow used to have his films very much based in reality. But they even say that, too. They go, it looks, listen, it's going to look great. Yeah. Like, they set up exactly what it is mm-hmm. to you in the film. Right. It's it's just, it was a little too much. It's just too much. I don't yeah. know. It's too much. You're like, all right, we get it, you guys. We get it, you very successful, good-looking Hollywood actors. Who I had, had to look up who, who had a par- looks like you had a Looks like you had a party. Yeah. Looks like you had a party. Yeah. Which one is that? Is that the the brunette who's the main, like the not, main character redhead girl? She's not old. Her hair gets redder throughout the movie. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> Which I only know because I watched it twice. It really does. Yes. I don't know if that's a if there's a gag there or what the reference just to a something. consistency error. I don't know. I know. I, I think it's on purpose. I don't know what the gag is. I had, I had to look up who she was and because uh, yeah. I didn't really like recognize her. I couldn't place her, and I, I'm like, I know this girl. Yeah, I'm like, she must. She was Nebula. Yeah. in Guardians of the Galaxy. Crazy. Which, like, to me, and I'm like, oh, that's why I feel like I know who this. Call is. me crazy. Sure. I always thought Nebula was had a black. Bet- Oh God damn it, Dennis! Like space black, you know what I mean? Like I know she's, I know she's space blue. Space black? Yeah, she's like space black. She's got the, she got the Jada Pinkett Smith hair. Whoa! You, about that? you know what I mean? Whoa! That's a black haircut, kind of. <laughs> Mike just slapped himself in the face. I could have used Will Smith coming on set and slapping some sense into some of these actors at some point. Nebula, I, you know. A lot of range playing Nebula and playing this lady. Because it's funny. She's got a great ass. Oh, come on. Oh, Tui. Come on. Where's our air horn sound drop? Why is it got it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a sad one. Or like a shameful one. Where it's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a shameful horn. Um, well, we can make those comments about her. I don't know if we can make those comments about Iris Apatow. 
which is not who I was talking about. No. Also, was her lighting different? Like, they made her to look beautiful Iris? every second of the movie. She looked, like, unbelievably yeah, she's good. Just, she's just every radiating scene. every scene, and she's right next to an ugly girl, like, and, on purpose. And, <laughs> <laughs> and not, just, not just, like, radiating, but also, like, personality-wise, just, like, who could not like this girl? Right, just flawless. Yeah, which but, I guess makes sense as a TikTok star. And it's just a shameless promotion of the new per the nepotism thing. And uh, they also talk about that, though. The other person, the other, uh, who's the one? And they're like, I'm just here because my father's the stunt. Yeah, that's my her, father's her the friend, stunt guy. Yeah, who's really been paid to be a mole, but which it's is such a dumb plot. Yeah, line. but it's really, of course, Iris is the one who's there because the dad's the director. Yeah, you know, the, eh, listen, it's very she deserves to be there. <laughs> I that's that's go back to the top of this podcast. Yes, I know you said it. You said it. <laughs> I said all the right things. If Judd's yeah, everyone's it. good in this film, but as a as a tone tonally, yeah, this movie it, I did not all like. over the place. It yeah. is that's true. It's all over the place because there are jokes, but it, you're right. They they start to come from different places, and it's like ah. I think I like the first fifteen minutes the most, where she has to show up and kind of go through her own quarantine for two weeks. Did you ever have to do that? Stay in a pretty much a room or, or this apartment or anything? Did you have to do that for two yeah, weeks? Yeah, I did that for like three months. I never did that. I did it for three months. What'd you do? Here, sat in this apartment and cried. <laughs> I The only time I left was to go to the grocery store. Right. You wouldn't get them delivered? No, I'd go to the grocery store and come and come back. What but was this like, is like, this is the height of... Height of quarantine for everybody, of, not yeah, just for you. Height of COVID. What yeah. would your daily, like, what would your day look like? On an average day during quarantine, um, when I was locked in here, uh huh, um, just whatever you do around here. I mean, it was like staying sane. I, at this point, I wasn't drinking. I was in the like at all. I was in the six month. I ended up doing six seven months of no drinking. Oh wow! Uh, just trying to stay sane. You I know, did like, six seven months of straight drinking over quarantine, <laughs> right, just right, to right. get through it. You know, no, what I mean? yeah, I had to go the other way. Just I had so to I go didn't the other Jack way. Torrance, my landlord, <laughs> right? No, did I? No, I was I was writing. I was like working out. It got like weird. It got weird. You're just doing things to survive. Prison that. lifestyle. I'm waking up. I'm journaling. I'm working. Yes. Out. Literally, yeah. though, if you cook all three meals, you kind of it kind of a lot of the day. It sets up your day because you got to yeah. you got to do the dishes. Like I did absolutely start doing more cooking over quarantine. But I was, you know, what I was drinking over quarantine because I was drinking so much, and I'm already a pretty heavy drinker to begin with. Sure. But over quarantine, it was like. It was almost like it was part of the day where it's like, well, it's going to be 7.30 soon. Like uh -huh. I got to start drinking at 7.30 or whatever. I was drinking cheap vodka. Oh, like no. Like Voda vodka, which is like yeah. real cheap, like $15 for like a handle or no, something. No, I remember that in, in college. I would yeah. put a couple of those plastic bottles away. But I could justify it because I was like, well, I'm drinking vodka sodas. I'm watching it. You know what I mean? Like I'm watching the, the sugar intake oh, and stuff. Oh, yeah, right. So I'd average day for me, I would wake up. <laughs> I'd tidy the apartment a little bit. I'd cook some, like, brunch. I would maybe swing by my parents' house and hang out on the deck. Wouldn't go inside. Must be nice. To have uh, parents to go visit? <laughs> yeah, and good, relation me, good relationship me. with them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, you say that, but then if you saw me go over and hang out on the deck, I'd be there 10 minutes, and I'd just be like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I can't stay here any longer. <laughs> So go see them, maybe stop by a food store to grab some stuff or stop by the liquor store or whatever convenience store. I go home, and this was my big thing too. I was like, now I got to take a walk for like an hour or two. And I would wander my neighborhood and like smoke a joint. And it was eerie, man. There was a point during quarantine where everybody was just taking walks in the evening. Yeah. And you'd pass dozens of people. But, anytime you, but like someone would be walking towards you. 
you'd both go to cut to the other side of the street and you'd kind of have that moment where it's like, <laughs> let's just stay, you know, I'll take a wide berth or whatever. And then uh, once I got home, it was the alcohol and video games. And it was, it wasn't, it was kind of good at times because uh, me and a bunch of my brother's friends all got the same like Call of Duty game around the same time. Okay. And it became a thing like every night. We're playing for two, three hours together. We're, right. This is our social interaction. You know what I mean? I wasn't even missing stand-up that much until I did it again, and I was like, oh, I need this so bad. Okay. I'm glad you said that because I'm, yeah. I'm trying to think back to this time that now is already, like, even though COVID's still here, but this time is already so far out of my mind. Well, I see a lot of people getting it now again. <laughs> oh, no, COVID. We have the new COVID where we pretend nothing's wrong. Right. This is the new... This yeah. is the... Thank, thank you, Biden. I, I, I woke stop, up I'm with not, a tickle in my nose today, and yeah. I'm like, I'm not oh, telling anybody. Yeah, you have don't it. Everyone has it. Just don't get tested. Just don't get tested. I don't... <laughs> 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 well, you know what? Does that sound stupid and dated, folks? Well, go watch this movie because there's a lot of that. I mean, yeah. they're wearing the face shields. They're talking about the bubble. Like, There's a lot of these jokes. I'm surprised there was no character representing that far other side. Because like, everyone in the movie is pretty careful and they're pretty much like... They don't mind being careful. They they hate being in quarantine. They hate being in the bubble. But they're also like, there is a virus. So let's be careful about it. But... Yeah, the now. only yeah the only thing maybe is Kate McKinnon, who's like the studio director or yeah. somehow uh, somebody something uh, higher up, and she zooms in and she's always in like remote places in Africa yeah. or like she's like studio executiving beautiful yeah world. just beautiful locations somewhere, and she's like, well, I got the vaccine, and they go, the vaccine is not available yet, and she's like, well, not for you people, right? And that's probably the closest they get to any type of reality. <laughs> yeah, I guess or vaccine. Yeah, whatever, stuff like that. You know, the vaccination, who has it, who doesn't. Right. Uh, anyway, the point, I, I, I got lost there, but I was doing Zooms all through that. That's right, you're doing. I was doing weekly Zoom Zooms. On, and so that, you know, your week ended up kind of revolving around that a little bit because you did have that anxiety, you know, anxiety, but like the rush of you got to perform tonight. Showtime anxiety. But yeah. You're the pre in your apartment in your underwear. Yes. The pre-show and then the post show because the end of a zoom show, you just click that button and whatever that high is you get from doing stand up comedy. Uh -huh. But usually you're in a club or you're somewhere at a bar, you're a place where there's at least someone another human being, if not at least comics. Yeah. To, to like decompress with a so bartender you, to say hello to anything. Right. Yeah. So now you just click the button, Zoom shows over, and you're just sitting in the room. You spent the last 50 days sitting in, again. and you're just like, oh, all right, I'm back to this. I guess I'll wash the dishes. It, it's like, it's very weird. Yeah. You're dirtying dishes just to wash them again, just for something to do? Yeah, Zoom was, I don't wish that on anybody. I only did like one Zoom show, and I did it at a comedy club. <laughs> so I didn't really get the full Zoom experience. But That defeats I, the purpose of Zoom. I know, I know. But I was still happier to do, I still would rather just go to, somewhere and get on stage. Just to go and, and like, be a comic again. Yeah, feel like a comic again. Yeah. But um, I would imagine that those Zoom shows compared to actual live stand-up, it's like methadone compared to heroin, right? It's oh, like dude, it was barely brutal. The surface. It was brutal. I mean, don't get me wrong. There were some. Even a good show, though, it's like... There were some that were, yeah, were actually good. Yeah. But they were the minority. Right, They were right. the minority for sure. You're fighting every element of anything. Their Wi-Fi, your Wi-Fi, yeah. uh, anything. It's just, it was way too many variables. I can, like, I've played to plenty of bad audiences in person. I can only imagine having a bad audience over Zoom. This is a, so this is Zoom. You had a good set. Mm -hmm. You felt like you bombed. So if you had a bad set, you felt like you've never done comedy in your life. Right. Uh, I will say this. It makes you a better comic. 
Yeah, the Zoom shows. When those crowds, when when I came back to crowds, like when it started getting warmer and you could do the the park and the roof or whatever, rooftops and stuff, outdoor shows. You, I've yeah, I had more confidence. I mean, it was well, like I guess when there's no alternative, it'll make you a better comic. But like, I had a lot more confidence. It's just like when you if you can't get on stage, you better be writing. You better be you know working it, on the act. And it's hard to write stand up when you can't do stand up. Yeah, you know, if you're not up being able to up and actually do it. It, for me, it's like, you know, and you can, I can write jokes, but you, it's really hard to flesh out that act if well, you can't get yeah, up so and do it. So much comedy is trial and error. People don't understand that. You have to go up and say it. It's like once in a while I'll have a joke that comes to me and I'm like, well, I know this will work. I don't know how well it'll work. I don't know what I can do with it afterwards, but like this one line, I know it'll get a laugh. Right. And then you sort of, and then you, you're right. And then you try and then to you go milk up and it stretch. And you're like, I don't know anything. No, <laughs> no, like I'll go up and it's like, all right, the one line works. You build around it. But you build around it. And yeah. you need to do it. You need to do it a hundred times. You know what I mean? Of course. What did your Zoom show setup look like? Like, where were you doing? Because some people were like, from what I saw, some people would be laying in bed. With their phones just doing it? No, Some people you were know, sitting in their cars, which kind of makes sense to me. I took it as serious as anyone would. I, you I put had a the, brick wall up in your apartment? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> I had the, you know, I had the, I had the ring light, and I just... Uh, at first, I would do it on top of my dresser mm-hmm. so I could stand. You would stand. But eventually, I would just sit like I am right now, just at the desk, yeah. sit in front of the computer, and just do it like that. Would you find yourself swiveling in your chair as you're delivering jokes? Yeah, you do. It's yeah, you you learn how to do it on Zoom, like, uh-huh. and it's there's a, the whole thing. The timing of everything is different. Yeah, the timing for them to hear you, for the laughs to come back, if they, you know, it's a whole, it's a whole different thing. It did make me better. I never want to do it again. I never want to do it again. What but, was your favorite gag from the movie? Because there were a lot of jokes. There are tons of jokes in this movie. Because I, I know mine. Gag. I know mine it, it, it cracked me up i'll go as if you, go if you think for a second, second. Yeah. Yeah, yeah fred armison am i saying it right uh-huh. fred, fred armison and everyone has stormed off they're trying to just get it in the can and i'm saying that because they say that a thousand times in this yeah. movie just trying to get it in the can which i guess if you're a production guy you really get a kick out of it i don't know who this movie's for <laughs> <laughs> something we talk about all the time who is this movie for it's for iris apatow's yeah. tiktok it followers feels like it's for themselves yeah, it's for it's, the, the, they made this movie for themselves. That's what it is. And what was I saying? <laughs> God damn it. Oh, your favorite gag. Favorite, favorite gag. Everyone stormed off. Fred Armisen is the director, and he's going, where is this? Where is Chris the fucking piece? And then he gets on the microphone. Hey, Chris, still rolling, still yeah. recording. Can we get Chris back on set? Jesus Christ, this motherfucker. Like yeah. <laughs> it's just how he really feels, and then how you talk into the thing when everyone in the production can hear you. I, that, I, that had me dying. He had his like three or four different lines and his throwaways where he was just being such a nasty yeah. asshole. But then the second he gets back on mic, he's just very pleasant. Like, mm-hmm. hey, y'all, if we could all just like circle back. And <laughs> I won Sundance making a movie out of tiles while I was working at Home Depot. Um, which there was. I don't know if it was a real allusion to, but do you remember that movie Tangerine? We did it for this podcast maybe 50 episodes before ago. I got into the before podcast you were in to be clear I did not yeah, watch yeah, this movie. you didn't watch this movie but it was a movie that was completely shot on an iPhone and it like won a bunch of uh, oh awards. they do talk about they mentioned that and it was a good movie like it was a decent enough movie that mm. it was filmed but now you tell someone like I filmed a movie on their your iPhone they're like yeah of course you did they have amazing like, I, you know what I mean I did notice that because they go an iPhone 6 yes an iPhone 6 and no I was like oh alright I think my favorite gag was uh, despite the reveal of her being a mole and not actually the stunt advisor's daughter or whatever. But you, everyone, we knew that. What, that she was a mole? 
we knew that she was hired to be the friend. Like the only reason she's there is to babysit this this actress. I didn't know that. Yeah, they make. Yeah, it's obvious from the beginning. They say something about it. She, the only person, the only person who didn't know was Iris's character and me <laughs> and Dennis. Apparently, and Dennis Rooney. No, I knew that that's what she was doing there. I didn't know that. I thought it yeah, was because that. She, because Iris keeps asking her questions and she knows the right answer. She goes, "No, actually, this is a shit show. Usually, it's better than because she's just part of the production." Well, I thought it was because she's always around on set with her dad. Like, yeah. Yeah, but not she as is. a mole to. But what's the mole? It's just that you just like take care That's of this. What I'm the mole part is dumb. That they they have a spy on the, this girl. Yeah, but it's really just a bait. You're, you, it's she's the handler. But anyway, okay. Her, she's very much like this goth, quiet, like whatever, like kind of loser. Not loser, but like she's depressed. She's depressed. She's depressed. And she just has some great one-liners. <laughs> she does. Like, Why are you here? And she's like, because my dad doesn't love me. <laughs> Those were some of my favorite parts. Yeah, it's just her, she was a good character. Her delivering everything super flat and sad yeah. always made me laugh, especially in comparison to the bubbly, yeah, yeah, effervescent um, Iris Apatow. Mm-hmm. But I just want Judd Apatow to go back to making movies where he's not worried about offending people. How how many roles does his wife have left in her? Because uh, that's how many movies he can make. No, listen, I get it, I get it. Must be nice. <laughs> Must be nice. Must be nice. And you know, and it, listen, there's funny parts. Yeah. Of the movie, but it's I can't say that it's a funny movie. All right. So if I'll, that makes l- any sense, let me ask you this now too, because you had said to me a few weeks ago, you're like, we're doing all these dramas, we're doing like documentaries. I was like. It's supposed to be a comedy podcast. We should do a comedy. <laughs> okay. And I proposed, I was like, maybe we'll do this one. Because it is, Judd Apatow is one of the biggest directors in Hollywood, arguably. He's enormous. Especially in comedy. In the comedy realm, he's top three working probably today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, having said that. 40-year-old virgin. Yeah. Like, he's got huge titles Huge movies, belt. right? But I was kind of like, it's tough to do comedy sometimes on the podcast because we're being funny. Right. So us being funny about a movie that's trying to be funny, either we wind up kind of shitting on it or just repeating. And it's not always the case. We've done comedies before, but Mm -hmm. like, and now that you've watched it and we've, you know, we're mid podcast now. Yeah. We're pulling back the curtain, baby. (laughs) What do you think? Do you think like, they're not my favorite movies to do for the pod? I understand it. I understand what you're saying. And one like this where... You know, there should be a plot. There should be stakes. There should mm-hmm. be good guys and bad guys. There should, but none of that exists in this movie. Yeah, and who's that, the bad guy, Mister Best? They're all like you could argue anything. It's all right. it's so meta. It's so self aware. It's barely a movie. Yeah, it's, it's barely like a, really a long YouTube video. Yes, it's very odd. It's a very YouTube parody. It what the whole thing's parody. Uh, it's so and now it, again. It kind of feels dated. Like if this movie came out like six months into quarantine, I'd be like, "This is pretty at wow, oh, yeah, wow well. that they put this together so fast." Right. But now it's like, yeah, it's even true. if it came out six months ago, I'd probably be like, "You're only getting it out now." You right. know what I mean? Yep. But that's what you get because you know what they had. To, they did have to fill in a bunch of CGI dinosaurs after filming was done, <laughs> even though it was meta, and they're making fun of those kinds yeah. of movies in a way. I'd rather watch a real Jurassic Park movie any day of the week. No kidding. No kidding. That's the truth. Even just, like four, five, six, whatever. You just know? go watch Jurassic Park. Yeah, go watch Jurassic Park. When that, so that actress gets her hand blown off, and then she just leaves. She's no longer in the film. Yeah. And then they have to film out, or they have to continue the her character in the movie. That was a very funny Within thing. the movie. Yeah. And then they just have one of the guys who's been the CGI dinosaur uh-huh. actor the whole time is just now wearing a wig, and he makes out with David Duchovny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. There's, there's, <laughs> there's good gags, but overall, 
a big stinker in my opinion. <laughs> oh, it stunk so to high heavens. But that's what I mean. Like, but I, I like David Duchovny. Yeah, I like all these guys. Really, there was no, none of them. I uh, none of them. I don't like. I don't like some of the things they. I I don't like whenever a movie tries to shit on the younger generation. Now I know, granted, with TikTok, I didn't mind the TikTok incorporated into the film. That made sense. But when they show the adopted son just being like kind of a piece of shit playing video games, yeah. I'm like, we get it. Your kids are on their phones all day. Like, you don't need to put it in the movie. Huh. I, I don't like when I see shit like that. Yeah. It's like, you also had your own thing. Guess what? You grew up in the 90s. You were a moody bitch who wore flannel and ripped jeans all the time. Okay. Uh, interesting. And they probably made fun of you that way. It's. I Yeah, I don't know if I got all that, but yeah, maybe. And Karen Gillan, she's only two years older than me. But when I look at her, I'm like. This is a full adult person. <laughs> Nebula? Nebula. Uh-huh. Black ne- Space Black. <laughs> space Face. She was in Space Face in that movie. Black Space Face. You didn't think Nebula was black? I didn't. No, I didn't. She's always angry all the time. <laughs> no, honestly, I said, oh, she's the one who's half robot. Yeah, she's half robot. Uh, you know, that's what I thought. Yeah. Robot being a tiny African village. <laughs> right? <laughs> See, if Judd were here, he'd shake his head and be like, that's not cool. He, you know, he kind of had a moment where he started coming out against comics. He turned on Louis Hart, of course, which is an easy one. Did he? Yeah, he did. But he also, in general, has been very critical of, like, comedy that doesn't fit the liberal agenda. I kind of hate using that phrase, uh-huh. but it's probably the best well, he's he's it. Hollywood. He's in Hollywood. He is Hollywood. Yeah, that's what this proved. This this not that not that there was up to de- up for debate. Right. But after watching this, it's like this movie couldn't get more Hollywood. He's Hollywood up his own ass. Yeah, yeah. so far up his ass. I mean, I think I, like personally, I don't really care. However, your wife has been in in the in the eight movies she's ever made. Seven of them are his movies. You well, know what she I mean? had a full career before they got married, I think. <laughs> well, yeah, she, no, it, it looked like she was in a couple of big comedies, like yeah. one or two, but then, you know, that's... And that, not Did he direct I, Cable Guy? No, he didn't direct it. She was in it, but he was, you know, he might have produced it. He might have had something. it produced. No, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I, for the, oh, that might have been my favorite line, actually, when David Duchovny is like, I'm a producer on this film, and they're like, you're a producer on this film? He's like... Well, not a name, or like he's like not, not a, really, but everyone knows it, <laughs> right? But everyone knows it. Well, but that's so inside, like you yeah. know, it's inside Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And you know what? A lot of those movies, I I kind of pass on. Sometimes yeah. they get, sometimes they get me, and it's like I liked that. But a lot of times, that's a tough. It's a tough angle. I would have liked again. I would have liked to have seen the mockumentary version of this film, right? If they I gave think you a little that bit, that could have been good. Just just interviews and like kind of behind the scenes footage instead of Entertainment Tonight. Which they did have a funny punchline to end that scene uh-huh. where, where Nebula's like, is this live? Is this live going out? Yeah, yeah. Where they're not treating us right. Get us out of here. And they turn the lights off. They're like, it's not, it's not live. It's not- See, I can't take them seriously when they're like, we're being mistreated. We're being forced to work when we're sick. Because all these things have merit to them. But then like one of your co-stars gets her hand blown off. And it's not like an immediate thing where it's like, I'm leaving in the dead at night. You know what I mean? Like, I will do anything to get the fuck out of here. Well, that's what she tried to do. Yeah. And then they shot her hand off. And then they shot her hand off. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it, it's, it was too all over the place for me. I needed it more. No, but I think you're right. Instead of that entertainment tonight and that, the, it's kind of a cop out at the end of the movie to be like, hey, at least we tried to make a movie. That's a cop yeah. out. That's a, it's a, and, and Fred Armisen delivers it. So it annoys me because he, he was definitely, yeah. like, I liked him the most. But look at Windfall. They made Windfall during quarantine. They did that kind of right. I like that movie more. Oh, I think I gave it a don't stream it. You gave it a don't stream, but compared to this, compared forget to this, about it. Yeah, I'd rather watch Windfall again. 
But that's like polar opposite. That's an actual movie that played yeah. within the parameters of reality. Yeah, <laughs> like that's, that's, true. that's a true. totally different thing. Yeah, I don't like when movies like mix genres like that. Unless they do it in the uh, what's the Dead by Dead by Dawn, Dead by Daylight. What's the fucking no vampire movie? Uh, yeah, hold on. It's uh, Dust by Dust by Dawn. From Dusk Till Dawn. From Dusk Till Dawn. So from Dusk Till Dawn, the first time I ever watched that movie, I was like stoned, and it was like one in the morning, uh-huh. and I caught it after the first two minutes. So like I'm watching it from the beginning, and then it takes that crazy turn to horror, yeah. but sticks with it. <laughs> And I was half hoping when she got her hand blown off, I was like, oh, if this becomes like a, almost a thriller movie where it's like, we're fucking being held hostage against our will to create yeah. this movie. Blah, like blah, blah. Pineapple Express kind of yeah, has a... Yeah, where it takes that hard turn but sticks with it. I was kind of interested. But once I go back to making shitty jokes, I'm like, oh, there's no stakes in this film. I don't care about anybody. Mm-hmm. There are absolutely no stakes. There's no stakes. Uh, the dinosaur dancing TikTok. Like the fact that that wasn't the shark jumping is wild it was the raptor yeah. dancing and, and it's supposed to be like it's supposed to be too much it's supposed to be like can you believe this is what we're doing guess what though i still don't care and then but it was halftime like it, it meant nothing in the movie mm-hmm. my point is then they filmed the scene where uh she pees her pants uh with the dinosaur attacking was, yeah. and it was like just a cute little joke they have and they're like you you can stop making my pants piss right yeah. now this it's over which is kind of funny but it's like you just had a raptor dancing you just had a tiktok group scene with the raptor yeah and now you want me to act like that's it's just not enough it's out of order and it's too much but yeah. maybe that's it maybe meta is maybe we've gone too far can parody go too far it's like what do we even par- this is a parody of a parody that knows itself what's the who when is this when who you're growing this? up and you start to see something that's that references itself and it's meta and it knows what it is it can be so cool it can be so cool because you're like, I didn't know things could be made this way. I thought they could only be made out of complete sincerity. Like the first time I watched Arrested Development. Yes. And it was like, whoa, those are such cool jokes. They're coming from different angles. Yep. The narrator's in on it. Callbacks from episodes ago. We're building routines. Very building, cool. Yeah. Right. But people will take that meta trick and try to elevate regular movies with it. And it's like, it don't work that way. You need to be, either be super smart about it and know when to take your shots or you don't do it at all. Three. If this movie was three hours, I really think they could have knocked it out of the park. You had me so bad at the top of this podcast. Maybe just 45 minutes of the actual documentary that they were. You should have stuck with it. And then right before we finished, been like, by the way, this movie stinks. (laughs) And I would have been just blown away. I don't know. You were picking up on it, though. I really wasn't. You no, you were. I could feel it. I mean, you were getting there. You telling me how I was feeling? Let's put it this way. My, yes, I do because you were gonna rip me apart. Like I couldn't have kept it going. You were about to tear me in piece, my head, piece you, by piece. In my head, you do love this movie, but you were getting that vibe off me, and you're like, I better, <laughs> I better come around and say it stinks and no, go with Rooney because you know? it was just too. It it, it stunk so badly, and I mm. knew that you'd know that I. I assumed you figured that I would have hated this. Too many shortcomings on this film. Everything. Too many shortcomings. If Every- it had came out at the height of quarantine, I'd probably be like, cool, needed the distraction. I'll right. watch anything right now. What, but what? I just saw Batman in theaters. I don't need to see this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I've got options now. The the British PA had some funny lines. I'm thinking now. He, he had some funny lines throughout, pretty yeah. much. He's very... He yeah. was pretty good. No one was bad. No one was bad. It's true. No Everyone one was, was bad. Good. Everyone had a couple of lines. Judd was bad. I think. That were funny. <laughs> Judd was bad. Uh, was he wasn't in it though, right? He just directed. No, it. he knew to keep himself out of this one. <laughs> Not even a little guest spot. Well, he's got two two Apatows in it, right? I don't yeah, think the other enough. the Maud Maud is the other daughter. I don't believe she was in it. She's the one who's in Euphoria. I haven't watched that. Do you watch that? No, no, it's not for me. 
high school kids having sex not for me either is that what it is huh <laughs> we'll cue that up right <laughs> let's cut this and we'll queue up an episode of you you know what I'm, I'm all turned around on that now <laughs> i've heard i don't know i have no interest yeah i have no interest in no honestly it's like I, I a lot of times i don't know what it's hot people having fun doing cool things and the drama that comes from that mm-hmm. it's like it's an entourage-esque yeah it, i'll pass it's always a pass on me even uh yeah Show me the anti-hero. Show me the flawed protagonist. I, I, I'm happy we were on the same page with this one, though. Uh, well, no, come on. No one likes this. Well, movie. I think you're an easier you're an easier sell than me. You know what I mean? Like nobody's turning this on and going. You got to see the bubble. You, I think. Well, we'll see. It's very early. That's the thing. This movie only came out a few days ago, so we'll see what the the general public has to say about it. But oh, Hollywood's gonna like it. Hollywood everyone like it. wants to work with Joe Apatow. I yeah. certainly do. And everyone's watching like, oh, executive heads, heads of studio. They're so powerful and dickheadish. Oh, actors are so self. You know, what I mean, like this is a bunch of actors talking about actor stereotypes. Meanwhile, I don't believe that they don't heed those stereotypes. You know of, what I mean? Of course. Kate McKinnon on the red carpet at the end. She annoys me sometimes. She goes, I know. I know they were making jokes at my expense, but it's OK. I'm in on the joke. On it's the like, joke. I know. I we know. We know. Can someone let us let us in on the joke, please? Yeah. Because this movie kind of stunk. Yeah, it kind of stunk. They didn't even have the character. I didn't get to this part, but I would have liked to have seen a character that didn't believe in the virus and they were an actor who was willing to be in the movie, but also super like a pain in the ass with the protocols. And you stuff. know, you're absolutely right. And you know who could have been that guy easily, who was pretty good, was the concierge, I'll call him. Yeah. Uh, of the hotel. I don't recall his name. He's the guy who invented the or was aware of the glove right. hand. That's like a sex thing. And he uh-huh. goes at the end, they gave him a high five. He goes, I never really considered it just being a hand. Just being a hand. <laughs> just doing hand stuff. Just doing hand stuff. He could have been the guy who was like every, you know, they just turn around and he's just like throwing a mask away. Yeah. Just like not so giving a shit. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And they do kind of do that at the very end with the British guy again, the PA. I'm going like, to call I'm him drinking. the PA. And he goes, I didn't send the tests anywhere. Oh, yeah, <laughs> He's yeah, like, does yeah. anyone know where to send the samples? Because I know. He goes, actually, that's the, I think that's the last line in the movie or second, close to the, they, they drag it on. Yeah. Through the credits, there are jokes. But uh, they could have made the concierge, that guy uh, who wanted to plunge Pascal's toilet mm-hmm. uh, in that scene. They could have made him like not give a shit about COVID easily. I like the other receptionist, too, the one who was with Pasquale, where she was like, I'm an angel. Oh, whole, that yeah. they were so that the whole thing was it's very funny. funny. Very, I'm an pretty angel funny. from above. Yeah, so funny. Yeah, she saves his life. Uh, yeah, no, that was great. Too bad all these good jokes couldn't come together to form a coherent film. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Any final thoughts? Oh, all right. You're cutting it. I'm, I'm. I mean, unless you got something to say. No. Well, I just um, Judd, if you're listening. We want to be in your movies. I'd lo- <laughs> I think you're great. I think you're great, especially I, your daughter. You've nailed Iris. this meta thing, and I really think that's the future, and I think you're visionary. You're taking Hollywood parody to new heights. And I, I'd, you know... Dizzying. I'd love, love to be a part of it. I, I think you are the past, present, and future <laughs> of comedy. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Heavy ball licking going on right uh, now. <laughs> Um, my name's Dennis Rooney. Follow me on Instagram at Dennis Rooney seven. Follow the podcast Instagram at Netflix book club podcast to see our, uh, release schedule next week. We will finally be releasing. Oh, the power of the dog. Power of the dog. We recorded it maybe a month or two ago back when it still was up for 11 Oscars. Only took home one. Only took home one. Only took home one. Okay. Best director. 
Oh, uh, the game director. Which I kind of get. Okay. But another movie that just didn't come together. Listen to the episode next week. Do and you find think the out. Academy feels one way or another like if a movie gets nominated for 12 things, it's like we have to give them one? Like to be nominated for 12 and not win any is almost stupid. I mean, to get a nominated for 11 and only win one is crazy to me. I'm, t- I'm saying that I think it was yeah. tw- I think it was 12 but maybe it was 11 but either way yeah, yeah but it's like 10 or 11, 10 11 12 and then you don't win anything does the academy feel anyone any which way about it who knows how they judge things these people wouldn't even throw out Will Smith when he assaulted one of the hosts alrighty <laughs> I like how one of the hosts like we won't even don't even say C-Rock <laughs> C-Rock run C-Rock go yeah uh, that's it I'm Mike Tui underscore Mike Tui on Instagram uh, next week is Power the dog. We'll see you. Uh, see you on the other side. Tune in next week. Later. How many roles does his wife have left in her? Because uh, that's how many movies he can make. No, listen, I get it. I get it. Must be nice.